Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. This winter, ice fishing, cross-country skiing, and other outdoor and indoor fun is available to you closer than you might think. Up in the Keweenaw, the sleds and skiers are taking on that elevation with pleasure. Downtown Grand Rapids is the place to enjoy the World of Winter Festival. And when was the last time you hiked a Michigan State Park? They're just as much fun to explore at this time of year as they are at summertime. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and I'm really happy to be back with you again this week to talk about some of the cool things you can do at this time of the year all around Michigan. Of course, we know we can go up north. We can enjoy skiing and things like that. Of course, there are a lot of other really fun ski hills to enjoy downstate as well. But did you know that uh, all the various communities around the state have something really interesting, unique, uh, and, and such for you to do even at this time of the year. You don't just have to go up north, in other words. So let's talk to some of those folks in this week's program and give you some ideas of some things that you can see and do all around the state. So let's start out in the Battle Creek area. Let's talk to Annie Kelly. Annie is the communications manager for the Battle Creek Visitors Bureau. Actually, it's the Calhoun County Visitors Bureau, isn't it, Annie? Yes, and we have Battle Creek, Marshall, and Albion. So there's, you know, more than uh, Battle Creek. I always think Battle Creek because I really love Battle Creek, and I spend a lot of time there, actually. Uh, but uh, as you point out, you have some really interesting uh, communities in the uh, the county itself. Why don't you kind of describe the entire county and, you know, kind of give us a, a flavor for what it seems like? Okay. Uh, we have an actually very diverse community, um, especially you can be in an urban area and have nice restaurants and murals and old buildings and then drive out a few minutes and you're in the middle of a forest or in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, and the thing is... You know, you have your, your bigger town of Battle Creek, but as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the other uh, smaller, really interesting places like Marshall. I just love Marshall. I love Albion. So it is a, a, a great place to go to any time of the year. Now, at this time of the year, uh, you do have some really interesting trails to enjoy, uh, perhaps for fat tire biking or mountain biking and maybe even for cross-country skiing. Tell us about that. All right, well, we do have cross-country skiing in Battle Creek, and it's not actually on the trail. I recommend um, Binder Park Golf Course. 
Uh, of course, it's a great place to go golfing when it's not snowy. It's got these great woodsy surroundings. Um, but when snow covers the course in winter, it's perfect for beginners to go cross-country skiing. And they have ski equipment that's free to rent. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so you can uh, get the uh, the rentals right there. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. You know, my, my cross-country skiing uh, skis are getting so old that um, I really should just get new ones, but I'm kind of renting as I go these days. So I'll take note of that, check that out myself. And for most of us, I guess at my age, we really like those kind of, you know, flatter, kind of softly, kind of gently rolling hills for cross-country. It's, it's adventurous enough without going too far. Yeah, you get the exercise, but you can also enjoy the moment. Just enjoy being outside and being in the snow. Yeah, I agree. Now, uh, uh, this is a huge time of the year for fishing. Isn't every time of the year uh, in Michigan <laughs> a huge time for fishing? But we can't forget there are a lot of lakes in, in your county that people should consider a little ice fishing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so if you are really excited to get started for the ice fishing season, then I suggest keeping an eye on Waboskin Lake in Battle Creek. Mm. Uh, it's one of the first lakes to freeze over, and it's really pretty out there. Um, if you manage to catch some bluegill, but you're not ready to grill them yet, then you can always hop down the road to Barney's Bedford Bar, <laughs> and they've got the best dive bar burger in the area. Wow. Sounds fun. Um, now, now yeah. uh, let's say um, we perhaps don't want to do uh, kind of these kind of traditional outdoor things, but we're going to still be in the area. We're looking for some fun, uh, kind of like winter time events. Uh, you you offer events year round uh, in February, for instance. Uh, anything in particular we should be looking for? Yeah, you know, winter and snow doesn't stop us from getting out and mm -hmm. doing fun stuff. Um, so, on um, actually February 5th, we have a barbecue festival called Cue the Creek. Um, it is held inside at Kellogg Arena, and local restaurants get involved, and they are getting really excited about it. I heard that Umami Ramen is already practicing for the event. Hmm. Um, but also that weekend in Marshall is Ice, Wine, and Blues. And that's on Friday night. You can go to downtown stores, and they'll have wine and beer tasting. And artists are going to work on ice sculptures along Main Street. Then on Saturday, the blues headliner is British Hall of Famer Matt Schofield. So you can go to that blues concert. Wow, sounds good. Hey, we only have about a minute, uh, but uh, let's let's talk about the casino real fast because that's a pretty pretty cool casino you have. Yeah, Firekeepers Casino Hotel. They actually just recently expanded. Um, they now have more hotel rooms. And truthfully, they have some of the best food in Battle Creek. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And besides, it's just a lot of fun. I think what I most like about that, I think right now, when you go to uh, Firekeepers, and I think they're going to keep this, no smoking. So frankly, you know, as somebody who doesn't smoke, I, I love that. Um, it's an enjoyable experience at Firekeepers uh, for us non-smokers as well. So <laughs> lots of reasons to head to the Calhoun County area this winter. The website to learn more is battlecreekvisitors.org. That's battlecreekvisitors.org. And I want to thank Annie Kelly for joining us today from the Calhoun County Visitors Bureau. Now, 
We're going to talk to some other folks in the Lower Peninsula, but next, we're going up to the Keweenaw Peninsula, right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan as we explore our beautiful state at wintertime. Uh, as I said uh, earlier, you know, there are so many things to do in, in the out of doors or in indoors as well. We have so many unique communities along the way, big cities, small cities, you know, rural regions, you know, more kind of municipal type, you know, city type experiences. But uh, going up to the very far northwest part of the state of Michigan is always an opportunity for discovery because there's so much there, the history, the culture, the beautiful natural environment and the interesting people. Let's head to the Keweenaw Peninsula now and bring in Brad Barnett. He's the executive director of the Keweenaw Convention Visitors Bureau. Brad, it's good to have you in the program. Yeah, hey Dave, thanks for having me. Well, I tell you, um, I uh, can't wait to head up to the Keweenaw for wintertime experiences. I get up there every so often, and I make it a point to at least get up there once at wintertime because it's such a beautiful place. Why don't you describe the Keweenaw? Because it has a variety of experiences within that peninsula as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, pretty far north, Dave. I, I don't know if you realize it, but if you make your way up all the way up to, uh, to Copper Harbor, you're actually uh, farther north than about 50% of people who live in Canada. So, uh, you know, when, when we say we're, we're up there, we are, we are truly up there. And, yeah. and with that, uh, thanks to our proximity uh, to Lake Superior, uh, you know, we are known for our snow. So the Keweenaw Peninsula is known for snow chasers, whether it's for uh, skiing, downhill skiing, cross-country skiing, snowmobiling, uh, snowshoeing, fat tire biking. We get probably more snow, more reliable snow than any other destination in, in the Midwest, uh, sometimes as much as 350 inches in a, in a, in a winter. So uh, we are truly a destination for people who love the great outdoors and love snow. In fact, the last time we were together, uh, we were with a fellow who is a meteorologist. He moved to the Keweenaw, I think, from Chicago, if I remember right. And he's made it, um, I think, kind of like his, his thing to do to share his love of snow. And a lot of people are going to his website and to kind of learn from him on, you know, the best places to, to go for snowmobiling and such. Uh, tell us a little bit about him and how you can access his information. Yeah, that's John D. JohnD.com is the place to go. His website, he's a meteorologist. Throughout the Midwest, people refer to John D because he is, uh, you know, he knows snow probably better than, than anywhere else. So, you know, the Great Lakes region, you know, he predicts weather patterns that are coming across the plains and down through Canada. And if you're interested in the snow sports, well, you want to go where the snow's at. Uh, hmm. And so John, uh, you know, moved to our area uh, because he loves the great outdoors. He loves uh, snowmobiling and he loves snow. So uh, he lives in a remote part of the Keweenaw Peninsula because of course he, he can do his job anywhere. So he chooses to live where he wants to play. Uh, and so you can uh, you can check out the latest weather part patterns, what's gonna be coming to the Keweenaw Peninsula by just visiting johnd.com. 
That's fantastic. Well, it's just another resource. And of course, we offer uh, also offer uh, condition reports and live cams and things like that for ski resorts and such. But for snowmobiling, it's a little more difficult. So I'm glad he's doing that. Uh, of course, you can get our information at michigan.org. You can get Keweenaw specific information at keweenaw.info. So lots of uh, resources out there. Now, as we head up to the Keweenaw this winter, what are some of the things that are most popular to do? Well, definitely snowmobiling, uh, Dave. We've got 230 miles of groomed trails in the Keweenaw Peninsula, and uh, you know, if you if you love the sled, crossing the Portage Lake Lift Bridge, uh, you know, over the Keweenaw Waterway, and heading up to Brockway Mountain is a is a is a must must have experience. Um, downhill skiing is is huge for our area. We actually have two ski uh, ski hills uh, that you can visit. Mont Ripley, which is actually Michigan's oldest ski hill um, and then uh, Mont Bohemia which is uh, you know is powered by uh, mother nature only uh, all natural snow located up near Copper Harbor uh, and regularly recognized as one of the top downhill ski resorts in North America by USA Today uh, for the past five years they've been recognized as a uh, you know as a top ski resort and uh, on the continent which is pretty exciting so yeah those those two activities bring people here but uh, yeah I don't want to discount all the different sort of sort of silent sports uh, whether it's cross-country skiing day we've got about I want to say anywhere almost 90 miles <laughs> of cross-country ski trails yeah. in the Keweenaw Peninsula the crisscross the area um, so you know, a lot of this stuff is just getting outside and enjoying the snow. And what's fun about the Keweenaw Peninsula is that winter usually starts early and it runs all the way well through uh, of, you know, March and April. Uh, I was actually checking some historical snow records uh, when I first moved to the Keweenaw Peninsula, which was back in 2013. In my first year here, uh, we actually got 50 inches of snow uh, in March and then another 50 inches of snow in April. I didn't think the winter was ever going to end at that point. <laughs> yeah. um, so, <laughs> so, uh, so what's nice is, 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 is if you love snow sports, I mean, the key and I, you can come here and have six months of winter. Yeah, you really do need to uh, love winter to uh, live in the key and I. But that's the cool thing for the rest of us. You know, if we, if we love winter enough, we're going to want to head up there and at least experience it for a little while. Now, with snowmobiles and with uh, cross-country skiing, for instance, and maybe even those downhill places, um, are, are there rental opportunities for the equipment you would need? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are places in, uh, in downtown Houghton to where you can pick up a sled for a day or, or, or up in Copper Harbor. Uh, one of my favorite places to go grab a set of skis is the Keweenaw Mountain Lodge in Copper Harbor. Uh, it's a historic uh, lodge property built during the Great Depression era. But last winter, they actually opened up a winter trail system. So you can go and stay in the lodge, eat in their dining facilities, and then go hit the trails. And they rent ski equipment and fat tire bike equipment there as well. So it's a great place to kind of get your entire experience up north uh, from uh, from equipment to food to, to lodging and, and everything in between. Well, and you know, the difference between sledding in the Keweenaw or cross-country skiing compared to most of the rest of the state is that you have elevation to enjoy. So it's not just, you know, on the kind of the flat surface, which I look for quite often, but sometimes I want a little more uh, challenge. And with snowmobiling, it is just awesome up on Brock, Brockway Mountain. The view, it's just truly incredible. Something to look forward to. Now, I don't want to run out of time, and there's so many things to ask you. So why don't we talk about some events coming up later on this winter? 
Yeah, no, uh, probably the cornerstone event for, for the QNO when it comes to winter is Winter Carnival. Uh, and that's an event that's held by, at, uh, in Houghton by Michigan Technological University to where they build snow sculptures that are probably, I don't know, two to three stories high. It's incredible. And this winter is actually its centennial, so a hundred years of Winter Carnival. It's a celebration of snow, it's a celebration of the area, and it's just a fantastic event. Uh, and then that takes place. Uh, and let me pull up the dates here for you, Dave. Um, the 9th of February through the 12th of February, so it's a multi-day event. Mm, nice. And uh, any other events you want to specifically mention now? Absolutely. When I think of the key one, I also think of sled dog racing. Again, we've oh. got that snow. So Copper Dog 150, it takes off from historic Calumet. It rides all the way up to uh, Copper Harbor and then back down. That's going to be happening in early March as well, March 2nd through the 4th. It's a multi-event as well. Um, so again, if you love snow, it's just a great, great opportunity to go out and see some real athletes, not you and me, Dave. We're talking about the dogs here, you know, going out there and really doing what they love to do. Uh, sounds like fun. And, you know, just the environment, the atmosphere is so, so wonderful and beautiful. Can't wait for myself to be up there. Now, uh, you've had some improvements, some major improvements with uh, the hotels uh, in Houghton. We only have a half a minute or so, but tell us about that. Yeah, so, so two really fascinating properties. One is the Vault Hotel. It's a boutique hotel located in downtown Houghton with a speakeasy in the basement. You can't miss that day when you come up here. Uh, and then a brand new 110 bed motel, or hotel, I'm sorry, the Hampton Inn and Suites by Hilton, uh, right in downtown. Fantastic views of the Keweenaw Waterway. Great new amenities. You got to check it out. You're going to love the Keweenaw any time of the year, but I think especially now. So find out more information before you go by going to keweenaw.info, K-E-W-E-E-N-A-W.info. And our thanks to Brad Barnett for being with us today. We're going to head back downstate uh, to Grand Rapids and find out what's happening with the World of Winter Festival here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Most people at this time of the year are going to think about going up north. Great places like the Keweenaw. How can't you? It's just a beautiful place, especially at wintertime. The Upper Peninsula is a winter lover's dreamland for snowmobilers, for sled, sled dog folks, and you, you name it, ice climbing, it's all that. But you know, the thing is, uh, some people like to go to cities. I like to go to cities in wintertime or at any time of the year. So it's it's really something that we should consider. Not just kind of those outdoor, you know, adventurous, you know, skiing type things, but also getting into our cities, doing things indoors and outdoors that we're going to really love to do. So let's now head to Grand Rapids to find out what's happening this winter. Uh, and let's talk to Janet Korn from Experience Grand Rapids. Janet, it's good to talk to you. Oh, it's great to talk to you. You know how much I love Grand Rapids. It really is a great town. And you think about a city of this size with the experiences, the cultural offerings, the food, uh, the special events. I mean, we are very lucky 
to have a town like Grand Rapids in our state. We truly am. We really truly are because I mean, we get that kind of like big city feel in a relatively small town with all that without all those hassles of big city living. So it's great any time of the year. And at this time of the year, I would suspect people are heading to those museums and maybe checking out those restaurants a little more so than some of the other times of the year. Absolutely. And you know, many of our restaurants, Dave, are uh, popping up outdoors. So something that we've learned um, in that in Michigan is that we can dine outdoors in the winter. So yeah. um, many of our restaurateurs have really embraced this and the public as well. And how fun it is to sit outside under uh, inside a lit dome or under a, um, some kind of structure with a little bit of heat and um, just enjoy the outdoors by being outdoors. You know, I remember last year when we were kind of forced to do this, at first people, you know, were thinking, what are we doing here? And then after a while, people started to realize, well, this is kind of fun. You can have a little romantic little getaway in a little dome to your own or, you know, with a group, whatever it might be. And now it's it's become norm and I think expected for a lot of places to offer these kind of outdoor dining experiences. Absolutely. And Grand Rapids likes to blend that with an art exhibition in the winter. Yeah, you know, this this big event, World of Winter Festival, is very intriguing to me because, you know, Grand Rapids has tons of events, and, and you're really known for art in uh, fall, of course, with Art Prize, but now this World of Winter Festival, January, what, 7th through March 6th, so you're going basically the entire season. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Well, what I can tell you is that we have a wonderful combination of bringing in um, some international and national artists, pieces of work. And what's really fun is, you know, winter also, we have darker days. So many or almost all of these pieces are illuminated. So it really makes for a a daytime experience and then it looks completely different in the evening and you know you put a little dusting of snow on top of that and it's just amazing but alongside of these amazing larger than life installations um, we're also inviting some of our local artists to um, uh, put their pieces in and around downtown as well so there'll be things where people discover everywhere so it's a little bit like art prize just not really an art prize at all you know it's um, everything from a light maze to giant bunnies to a singing tree <laughs> to you know um, just really fun things to go and you know if you like to take photos of your family or your friends or whoever you're with these make wonderful Instagram shots so I can't wait to not only see the pieces but actually see the images that people share online. Well when I was starting to hear about this I was trying to figure out what they were talking about so I went to your website experiencegr.com and I did see some pictures of um, you know what was expected so that that was pretty interesting to see these like you say larger than life I guess I'll describe them as you know big balls or of light or big squares or whatever they are blocks of light and they're going to be located in various places around the state or around the uh, the city so um, mostly downtown though right absolutely yep so um, you know and as soon as they're starting to get installed I think people will be able to look for images that we're planning on taking and sharing 
wearing. So you can even get a better idea of um, what they look like. Now I hear there are going to be some special uh, events as part of this as well, like something called Silent Disco. I can't imagine what that is, but they're doing that. Uh, some special movies uh, downtown as well. At that, that uh, new movie theater, can you tell us about that theater? Sure. So, um, you know, we have like a probably Michigan's only brand new um, downtown urban movie theater at Studio Park. And it's a wonderful multi-purpose uh, venue. So there's purpose of movies um, indoors, typical theater style, but there's a restaurant there. There's a wonderful, small, intimate um live music venue called the listening room but they also have this outdoor piazza and they have the ability to show movies outdoors in a you know kind of a somewhat blocked by the wind uh space so they'll be showing some films there and you know you can do things all year long there so you know they're putting on music events and art events and uh, different ways for people to come together and have a great time. You know, I walked by that new uh, theater last winter and I wondered if they would ever use that space for like a gathering space because it's, it's perfect for that. So I'm sure they envisioned it and um, I'm, I'm really glad they're using it in that way. That's pretty cool. Now, do I understand there are going to be ice sculptures here and there as well? Um, there is for Valentine's weekend. So February 11 through 18, um, we have typically celebrated the, um, that's really where World of Winter started was around the Valentine's Day weekend. And now it's just grown into two months of ways for people to enjoy our city during winter. And, um, you know, so yes, there will be, um, Ice Brigade will be uh, working with our downtown merchants and carving things, and that's always fun to watch. As that's well. fantastic. Well, that's the Grand Rapids way. You start out with a good idea, and it just gets bigger and better. And it, 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 it's such a great town. You you have had some hotels open up recently. I was at I think it's called the Canopy recently. Yeah. And a few others. Um, I mean, really fantastic, cool hotels. Absolutely. Yeah. We. Um, you know, it's nice to see the um, offerings throughout our downtown expand because, you know, it's really great. You can, and then we have hotels, really wonderful hotels, really all over Kent County. So there's a choice for everyone based on the kinds of experiences you want to have. But some people like to stay in the heart of the downtown where they can, you know, come and go from their ho warm hotel room and explore things around downtown. So we've got the canopy that you mentioned. Um, which is right at Studio Park, by the way, yeah. and they have a fabulous restaurant there. We have a newer residence in. We have an AC by Marriott. We have a Hyatt Place, um, a City Flats, and we have an Embassy Suites in the downtown. And our um, Amway Grand Plaza Hotel just wrapped up a $40 million uh, renovation, and they've changed all the glass on the outside. So it even looks brand new. Our um, Holiday Inn downtown is brains banking renovated inside. So really all the rooms in the downtown area are um, places I would love to stay and oh, yeah. I would be happy to recommend them to anyone. You know, one of the things I was really impressed with some of the, the new hotels in Grand Rapids is their attention to dog-friendly um, opportunities. So you're seeing more and more of this these days and I love that. You know, we've been very interested in trying to be a more accommodating for accessibility issues, but you know, uh, pets are part of the family too, so I'm really happy to see more and more hotels offering that in Grand Rapids again as a leader in that area. Janet, we only have about a minute, but uh, I know some people might want to come downtown 
uh, Grand Rapids to uh, do ice skating, and, and that's that's you know not allowed this winter because of COVID at Rosa Parks, right? Well, actually, um, Rosa Parks Circle is um, in the middle of a very large renovation, and oh, okay. unfortunately, because of the supply chain challenges that we've all heard about, some granite is delayed, and because of that, they were not able to get the park open this year for outdoor skating. However, in a very grand rapidian way, we've um, made available different um, days and times for the public to um, reserve ice skating inside at the Van Andel Arena, which is where the Grand Rapids Griffins play hockey and sometimes our famous ice skaters skate around. So different experience, maybe even um, something people have on their bucket list of being able to uh, skate there. So, um, you know, that's the supplement for that this year. That's great. You know, it's funny when something's canceled this this time, of, you know, right now, I always think it's COVID related. So it's it's almost a relief to hear it's not. So it's just, you know, it's, yeah. it's a weird time. Well, well maybe it's, it's related because it's a supply chain thing. But, yeah, true. Um, I, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. Well, all I know is a visit to uh, downtown Grand Rapids this winter is going to be fantastic magical in certain ways because of this world of winter festival that's happening and because of all the things that the folks in Grand Rapids are doing to provide a, a really hospitable, wonderful, warm, welcoming experience. So check it out. For information, go to the website experiencegr.com. And our thanks to Janet Korn for being with us today. We're going to head back outdoors next, find out what's happening this winter at our state parks here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. As we travel around the state here at this time of the year, you know, it's it's been one of those kind of quirky winters so far. I mean, winter has just officially started, so I guess I shouldn't complain too much as being a winter lover, a winter snow fan. But uh, for much of the state, we've not seen a whole bunch of snow. Way up north, there's tons of snow, so don't worry about that. You'll find it. But one of the places that we commonly will be going to this winter, if you want to be outside, is one of our Michigan state parks. We have one of the best state park systems in the country. That's not just, um, you know, just, just, you know, being proud about um, our state. It's absolutely true. And to tell us about that, let's bring in Maya Turek. Maya is an engagement and innovation specialist with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. I love that title, Maya. Thank you. I do too, actually. Well, it, fits, it fits you perfectly because you are such an innovative and engaging person. So it's, it's good to see that. And, and you know, it, it is, I think, fantastic that the state of Michigan is thinking along these lines when it comes to nature because, um, you know, people who, who love nature, they, they've been out there a lot. They do that a lot. But, but I think we need to encourage more people to get outside at every time of the year, not just during the summertime. Absolutely. One of the things I think we've all learned uh, during this uh, pandemic year, two years, is that being outside is about so much more than just outdoor recreation and playing. It's also about just our overall physical wellness and our, our mental wellness and our emotional wellness. And I think uh, with that in mind, we've really been uh, changing how we talk about a lot of the really 
really fun things you get to do outside and how important it is for us. That's absolutely true. Well, yeah, and it's important right now more than ever because if there's ever been a time that we need to get outside, get some fresh air, yes. uh, and uh, you know, feel like things are back to normal, it is now. So let's give some uh, some people some some new things to do. Everybody knows about some of the things you can do, you know, g- general hiking and you know whatever, mm-hmm. but. You know, you guys at the DNR, you offer classes, you offer special kind of like guided hikes, things like that. Tell us about some of those things. Yeah, we actually offer quite a few events, uh, and they are outdoors. We are making sure we're following all the necessary COVID protocols. Uh, And what we're really trying to do is make sure that people know that out Michigan's outdoors are for all four seasons. And I like to think of the wintertime as kind of our romantic season. Not just because of uh, of our uh, Valentine's Day, but because those longer nights actually lead to uh, lend themselves to some really great opportunities for things like lanternlit snowshoe hikes like we have at Mitchell State Park. Um, we have uh, also some really great opportunities like uh, guided snowshoe hikes to moonlight. Um, ice Oh, 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 this is one of my favorite. The lantern lit ice skating at the Muskegon uh, Winter Sports and Luge Complex in Muskegon State Park. So there are all kinds of those great nighttime activities. And of course, daytime as well also. But there's just, as I'm looking at our calendar, you you can do all kinds of those self-guided or those, you know, actually take a class on learning how to ice fish at Mitchell State Park or even at the Ralph A. McMullen Conference Center on Ross Common. So now Mitchell is in Cadillac, right? Yes, it is. So it's a little bit of a drive, uh, but it's a beautiful drive and it's definitely worth it. Um, There's wonderful ice fishing. That area is known for it. Well, you mentioned the Muskegon State Park and the sports complex there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you also mentioned romance. You know, they've always known me as Mr. Romance around here. So, so, you know, but but it's true. I think of that that skating trail through uh, that park as being, you know, really romantic because it's wide enough. You can have two people skating side by side if you want to. Yeah. And I have actually seen couples do that at that park, and I just think that's a really cool and very unique thing. And the fact that it is lighted at night is just kind of adds to the kind of the. It romance. really does. Yeah. It really does. And Muskegon's such a great destination. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think I, I, that is one of my favorite places in Michigan, and especially in the wintertime, because they really do a great job of showing off how amazing Michigan's winters can be. Well, now, the DNR offers a variety of classes year-round, um, in addition to you know some of these like, guided hikes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about some of those classes and, and what people can learn, you know, maybe for this time of the year or, or any time of the year? Sure. So um, we actually have started offering not only the in-person classes, but also virtual classes. So for example, right now, uh, you could be signing up to learn how, where, learn more about ice fishing. You can do, uh, the Ralph A. McMullen Conference Center is doing an intro too, and then also in February, so January is the intro too, and then also in February there's a more advanced ice fishing class. Or you can take the virtual feeding winter birds class, so you can learn about which birds are likely to visit your backyard, um, what kind of feeds and feeders they like, and and, and then be able to put it to work right in your own backyard. So it's it's a combination of um, 
you know, getting out, learning how to snowshoe. So even though I should mention this, you know, we have several snowshoe hikes or lantern lit skis. We always have staff available there to help. If, if you've never been snowshoeing before and this is the first time you've got your shoes because you, they were given as a gift <laughs> during the holiday season, uh, it's a great opportunity just to ask staff, hey, is this on right? Does this look okay? Yeah. And we're you know, we're there to help, so. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, COVID's changed everything, so maybe some of those classes I'm used to thinking DNR offering, uh, maybe you're not offering them right now, but I know there have been opportunities even to learn how to make us, you know, snowshoes, which is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, so our snowshoe building workshops, I know um, Hartwick Pines is offering one this year, but it's already full, if you can believe mm, it. Those are yeah. such a sought after program. I bet. Um, yeah, and so we, and also depending on the size of the space that we have, like the indoor space, we're not able to offer them, uh, like you said, because of COVID, uh, in all of the places we've we've offered them in the past. Yeah, true. Now, uh, for folks in the Upper Peninsula, uh, there are you know so many things to do in our state parks up there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, anything in particular that people should be looking for when it comes to kind of that kind of education slash having fun outside? And I do think of like Tequamen and falls for instance oh, uh, it's yeah. just a cool place because they offer kind of that little i guess you'd consider an educational stopping uh station um there at the park it's, it's just a, a cool opportunity anything else that people should look for I think Tuquamanan Falls is a great example of an awesome UP destination. I think that's a great thought. The other thing is don't forget how amazing the snowmobiling is in the Upper Peninsula oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, right. So we, you know, we have some winter camping available, say, for example, at Fayette Historic State Park. We also have winter camping at Tuquamanan Falls. And so if you, uh, if you wanted to trailer your snowmobile, those are some great access points to get you onto some really amazing trails for those longer, uh, longer trails options so for winter camping is this something you you need to be prepared to bring a tent and you know some kind of something to keep you warm um, for those hardy souls or do you have yurts available here and there um, I would say both. So a thing to keep in mind is that only a handful of our locations actually have modern restrooms and showers open during the winter. Um, variety of reasons for that, um, but we do have throughout the lower peninsula, we actually have quite a few in the lower peninsula, and then those uh, couple that I mentioned in the upper peninsula as far as uh, winter camping. So if you have your own RV or if you're a hardy tent camper and you know how to make sure you're, you're uh, layering up and you're geared up uh, appropriately, um, we have camping, like traditional camping available, but we do have alternative lodging options. We have some really good ones, like Muskegon State Park. We have a yurt. Talk about an interesting winter experience. Wow. Try the yurt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I, I have done that. Uh, and if you are prepared with an appropriate sleeping bag and such, it's all fine. Uh, otherwise, yeah. it is really super cold. So, <laughs> so let's just hope we have a lot of great uh, snow uh, the remainder of this winter uh, so people can get out there and enjoy Michigan State Parks in a variety of ways. You know, there's so much to enjoy, and we really need to get out there. Uh, if you think about it, something like 10 million acres of public land 138 oh, yeah. state parks mm -hmm. so you know there's a lot to enjoy so the website is what you can learn all about all the different things you can do snowmobiling snowshoeing fat tire biking all that good stuff and where to go at michigan.gov slash winter fun fantastic look forward to it thank you to maya turok for being with us today and that's all the time we have for travel michigan we'll talk to you next week here on travel michigan where your trip begins at michigan.org let's go traveling let's go traveling
Let's go traveling.